to another Harvest Loss podcast. On the line today is Pittsworth grower Peter Bache. Peter farms west of Toowoomba in southeast Queenslander and while his main income comes from summer crops, he does plant a winter barley crop also, which he harvests with a stripper front. Peter, welcome to the program today. Yeah, no, thank you for having me, Joe. All right, let's start with chatting about your rotations. Talk us through how you structure your summer and winter crops and why you need to harvest your barley with a stripper front? Um, well, predominant rain is, is uh, during the summertime. We treat our winter crop more as a rotation. So our, our main crops uh, is um, sorghum, and then uh, with mung beans that usually get double crop straight back into our barley stubble. But we're usually about 100% summer crop and about one third winter crop as a rotation, and in a three-strip rotation or three-year rotation. Let's talk about the stripper front on the barley. You, you grow a barley crop and then uh, in go the mung beans, say. Why do you use the stripper front on the barley crop? Uh, the main reason we went to the stripper, uh, we went about, uh, we bought one about five years ago, and the main reason we bought it is wasn't for the barley, it was mainly for the next crop. So the more protection we had for the next crop, the better, which is mainly our mung bean crop. Um, so I figured if we can manage our stubble better, um, and get you know keep it standing and keep it really good. It'll keep it. It'll give our mung beans really good protection, um, so they end up yielding more. So and then but we got all the other benefits to go with it, which was great. Tell me about grain losses in your barley crop with that stripper front. Are you seeing a lot? Uh, no. The main problem we have with our stripper front is the wide rows. Uh, we're run, currently running 15 inch rows. Um, we need to go back to 10 inch. Is what I want to do. Um, go back to uh, a disc opener at, a, at the moment we're currently using time machine it's just a budget reason we haven't sort of gone that way with our, our current drought and all that sort of thing uh-huh. uh, but we will eventually get there so stripper disc is what we're really trying to get to for planting mung beans and, and, and all that as well and you have started some harvest weed seed control as I understand it you're running uh, chaff decks is that right? yeah so when we bought the stripper Stripper front, we end up getting the chaff decks as well, the EMR chaff decks. Uh, when we bought a uh, new new harvester, a new class, um, about five years ago, and um, the combination with the, the chaff decks and the stripper front, um, we've seen some massive improvements on a lot of things, uh, mainly grain loss and um, and um, just weed control. It's really good. Are you measuring your grain losses to know that you've made a big difference? We don't sort of check and don't get too complicated with it all. It's probably the main reason is I don't have time to do that. Um, I'll leave that up to someone else, I suppose. But um, just uh, you, you know, we're just not putting so much material through the co- or the, through the harvester. Um, so it's it's not working hard. So it's doing a really easy job of separating the grain from whatever straw or chaff's going through the through the machine. Um, it just nothing's working hard. You're not trying to wind through all this stubble uh, and then trying to separate the grain out of it. So yeah, well, I reckon we're getting massive gains uh, with. Yeah, you know, we're not getting the losses. Yeah, that's for sure. How long have you had the stripper front for? About five years. Five years. Uh, this will be six harvest coming up. Yeah. And in a um, yep. in a nutshell, the stripper front just literally takes the heads off the barley stalks and leaves the rest yep. rest of the stubble there. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Last year we had a. Oh, I'm a pretty impatient guy when it comes to harvesting. So once grains under sort of twenty five percent, we'll start. Um, uh, so last season, we had a lot of weather hanging around. So we took a lot of our grain off at 20% moisture, um, you know, 18s and all that sort of stuff. Uh, if we had to cut down low, um, the, we would have been flat out doing 3 or 4 mo- uh, k an hour. Uh, we, we were sitting on 10k an hour with the stripper. 
um, and the machine wasn't working hard and everything was just easy. It made a massive difference. Let's um, talk about the chaff decks. You've seen some positive outcomes from adding them into your system. Yeah, for sure. Mainly, um, the main reason we went that way, in our soil, when we, um, we have a lot of Johnson grass. In, on certain farms, like we took on more country and, and um, some of these farms were a bit messy. Anyway, so we went to chaff decks to try and get this Johnson grass under control and it's um, really worked very, very well. Uh, we still have a little bit to try and beat, but it's all in the wheel tracks now. A lot of it's been cleaned up on the, on the rest of the field. What about grain losses in your sorghum and your mung beans? Do they occur? Uh, yeah, yeah, you do, obviously. You know, there's always a little bit of grain loss with every machine, but um, no, everything seems, you know... Um, we like the class because it does a good job with that sort of thing. It's you know um, they're a good machine, especially in those high moisture grains. So yeah, with the chaff decks and all that's all under control in the one area. If you do have a little bit of loss, you know it might look bad because it's sitting in one little spot in your wheel track. But if you actually work it out for what it's you know if you actually did a forty foot spread or a twelve meter spread, we're we're at very safe numbers. But just back to the stripper front, is it a challenge to um, alter the machine and put on the stripper front just for the barley, or do you use it for the mung beans and the sorghum as well? No, we need the um, with the stripper front. You need the the crop volume, like the the lots of um. Well, that's sort of why I want to go back to ten inch with our planter, so that, that everything's a lot like a mat in front of the the stripper front. Whereas, like your sorghum and your mung beans, there's just not enough bulk material there for the for the stripper front to work against whereas your barley you know it's just this massive big wall of straw that it's working against that needs that to work properly so So i actually haven't i haven't tried in mung beans and i haven't tried it so but i just really just don't think it would work at all how how do you find the barley stubble being so um high Uh, how do you find planting mung beans into a stubble like that uh at this stage everything's been going pretty well we're trying to in a row so um and a lot of the time the, the the depth wheel or, or and that will just sort of push the stubble over but where the seeds go and a lot of the time we sow between the rows um we had a real good run last season and the straw was t- quite tall uh probably the biggest drama we have is just a massive fire risk um with all that straw and you're running the planter through it like at the end of the day you've got to blow the planter down because there's that much straw on it um sometimes that straw gets a little bit warm too in amongst the press wheels and stuff if it gets jammed in there yeah, and are there any environmental benefits with um, leaving the stubble so tall? Um, not really. The foxes and cats love it, which I don't like. But um, but uh, <laughs> when we're planting the spider webs and that, that you see over the over the planter, well, that's you know it's a good benefit, isn't it? I reckon you know if you got all those sort of things going, you know, wanting to be in the stubble. So I think it's just all positive. Okay. You just got to you just got to get your head around just dealing with that much stubble. That's probably the well. The other thing is too. Um, if you don't cut the straw, you don't have to spread it again. Um, so if you cut all that straw, you you know goes through your, your harvester, and then it's got to get spread out the back again, right? Um, yeah, you only need a side wind or a high moisture straw. You can't spread it easily. Um, whereas if you don't cut it, you don't have to spread it again. So we don't cut it. What about in terms of investment? It, it's obviously a, a decent investment to um, purchase a stripper front. Was it, was it worth yep. it? Uh, I think so, yes. Um, after a couple of years of drought and sat in the shed for two of those years, it was um, a bit frustrating. But leading into the drought, I reckon our crops are still out yielding. Um, we're still doing very well. And I reckon I put it down to the straw, the cover. When when people are whinging about how dry it is to get sorghum in the ground and we were fighting with mud, um, that was um, that was a pretty good day. How long does bar- the barley harvest take you? 
Oh, we only oh, month, six weeks. She's pretty crazy, Randy. When it comes to winter crop harvesting, it's just not our it's just not our main crop. You know, it's only one third of our rotation, so we start high moisture and it just sort of just ticks along. Yeah, we do it over a six week period, but it's it's not strenuous. So we're looking September, October, and then you're planting mung beans straight after that. Uh, yeah, in October we start harvesting um, start harvesting barley usually in November, early November, and then um, yeah we'll be planting mung beans around Christmas time. The best way to spend Christmas Day is sitting on the planter planting mung beans, if you ask me. don't ask my wife though (laughs) I think that's a really good note to end this um, chat thanks very much for joining me Peter yeah yeah all good no dramas at all this podcast has been brought to you by Primary Sales and is for information purposes only visit Primary Sales online at primarysales.com.au